everyone! Welcome, welcome back, welcome to How to Activism, and happy Sunday if you're listening to this on the day it's coming out. Fun fact, it's actually Saturday right now, and I'm just sitting alone in my room, and I'm just like, happy Sunday, but it's actually Saturday. What a funny story, Lila. Um, anywho... I just wanted to say before this started, I want to point out some links and stuff linked down below in this show. A wonderful way to support the show is to follow the show on Instagram at How to Activism Pod. You can just search it up. You can go to my Instagram bio and click on it. You can um, click on the link down below because there's a link that takes you right to the Instagram down below. Um, whatever you do, please follow. Very much appreciated. Another great way, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, to leave a rating and review, you can just tap on the stars. It's so easy. You just leave a star rating. It's, like, easiest thing in the world. Leave a review. I know it's, like, awkward to have to, like, sit there and be like, nah, nah, nah. You can write it anonymously. Um, you can write it unanonymously. Do whatever you want. Honestly, like, it'd be really funny if you just, like, wrote a whole review and then in the name you just put, like, an inside joke you and I had. Um... Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, please leave a rating and review, though. So much appreciated. Um, And just please share this episode with your friends, with people you know who you think might like it. Um, And keep posting screenshots and tagging me and tagging the podcast's account on Instagram. Appreciated. Helps the hype. Makes me feel like I'm just, I guess I'm not just, like, speaking into my phone and, like, Hoping someone in the world is listening validates me very much <laughs> to see you guys post that stuff. Um, and, oh, also, just really quickly before we get into the show, um, just, like, I want to give a little disclaimer. Um, this is the first time recording with someone else with different, like, being long distance. Um, and so we break up a little bit. Sometimes, like, our voices are just sort of, like, choppy. Um, sometimes there's, like, pauses. And all of this is just, like, technology problems that I honestly didn't really know how to fix and anchor can just be like mm, kind of annoying sometimes so anyway if you if you if you hear all that stuff just bear with me please I wasn't I was just so lost on how to fix it <laughs> um okay let's hop into the show I'm really excited about this episode hey everyone welcome back to how to activism with me your host Lila Eamon Lucas this week we're gonna be talking about organizing Um, actions and activism in general in a city that doesn't fully agree with you. Um, I'm joined here today by two Sammamish city leads for Washington Climate Strike. Can you guys introduce yourselves and explain what made you interested in the climate movement? Okay, so hi, I'm Laishree Renjith. I'm a junior at Eastlake High School. Um, I got into the climate movement because I've been reading a lot on the news about how Um, our environment has gotten really close to being irreversible in terms of all the damage we've done to it and uh, I really wanted to do something about it so I started striking locally and that's what got me into this. I'm Anika Razdan and I go to Eastlake High School Junior as well. I got into the climate movement kind of the same. I'm really into current events and I like to keep up with them. The increasing amount of like uh, presence of climate change within the news such as the UN reports that are being released really spurred me to take action and then just last week um really graciously invited me to work on this with her so really appreciate that awesome thank you so much for being here with me today yeah thank Um, you (laughs) i am just so fascinated by your topic and i really appreciate you reaching out um to me because i really don't know anything about organizing 
in a city that doesn't kind of fully agree with me um, as a like as a really progressive Democrat. Um, so I would really love since people who basically don't live in Washington state, I've never heard of Smamish Washington before. Um, I would love if you guys could talk about um, what Smamish is just geographically. So people know Smamish is east. It's more inland um, of Washington or of Seattle. Um, it's in Washington state, obviously though. Um, can you guys talk about the political makeup of Smamish? Because it's not quite like an all red city. Um, and then explain also the demographics, um, both like the racial demographics and the wealth demographics. Right. So Sammamish used to be like this very um, kind of Blake House area, um, and it used to be very Caucasian and Republican. Um, over time, it's become an eclectic group of people with one thing in common, like they've made it rich. Um, they came from less fortunate areas. Um, now, actually, Sammamish has the highest median income out of all cities in the U.S., under 60,000 people. And it's become a very diverse immigrant population. Um, the thing with Sammamish is they try to keep it very neutral in terms of politics. So there's a lot of community gathering, inclusivity type events. But politics, policy, um, those aren't discussed as much. And uh, a, the general attitude of Sammamish, it's kind of a bubble people who have made it rich, kind of have this, uh, especially in Sammamish, have this attitude of why do you need to disrupt the peace? So... Um, politics and youth striking those are not things you will see in Sammamish at all that is such a bummer <laughs> um and and you were telling me too like before we started recording um like people when you do sort of try to organize something some people like might look at you and just be like what are you doing here like we're just trying to like stay happy like why are you bringing yeah. politics into this that sure. is that's that sounds really hard um and also just for everyone listening very excitingly actually um along with so many other districts actually Sammamish used to be controlled by a Republican congressman um and ever since the district was created through I think it was like the 1990 or 1980 census yeah. um when it was all redistricted it's always been um, represented in the House of Representatives by a Republican, but very excitingly, um, as maybe you've heard me talk about actually on other episodes of this podcast, it flipped in 2018 um, to a woman Democrat, and she is one of the women that up to 100 women serving. Yep. Um, so that's very exciting, um, and I think it shows the progress that Sinemish is, is moving in. Um, okay, so let's hop into the guide itself and talking about how to plan a strike in a city that doesn't fully support you um, and, and has a lot of problematic beliefs on global warming. <laughs> um, talk to me about the first step, finding a location. How did you decide on your location? What were some of the setbacks you faced? How, what was the overall goal of finding the location that you wanted? Yeah, so definitely originally our idea was to go in front of City Hall because it is a big statement and I feel like it would get a lot of exposure as visibility is very important when planning a strike. I just, I want to say that you should choose a location seen by a bunch of people. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't get it because there was an event happening at City Hall that day. We ended up going with the C Central Washington University campus. It's right next to East Lake High School. It's also pretty good on exposure. There's a road that's always populated there. Um, I would say for a like very important reminder, when you're trying to secure that location, 
some of the officials might be lax in sending the emails and contacting you back. So please like keep on sending follow-up emails and always be contacting them just to stay on top of it and get your deadlines done. Yeah, yeah that is that's definitely something I've learned through activism. It's just like send send follow-up emails. Like no one is going to respond to you the first time. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so um, the next step is inviting elected officials. Can you guys talk to me about how you decided who you're going to invite? Did you invite everyone? Did you only invite select people? And what was the response that you got? Yeah, so we, um, so as part of King County, Sammamish works really closely with Redmond and Issaquah, our neighbor cities. So, I mean, actually, they're often referred to as sister cities, like um, in the reports and everything. So we contacted all the city council members of Redmond, Issaquah, and Sammamish and invited uh, we explained to them that it would be an act of solidarity for them to come. And we even invited some of the city council members to give a few words at the strike. Um, we did receive some enthusiastic responses from quite a few of them. Um, some not unenthusiastic responses as well. But uh, I think the main thing when reaching out to your elected officials is you have to maintain a very professional and neutral tone. Because if you're not careful with what you say, sometimes you can come across as just a whiny teenager that's not appreciative of the work that these city council members have put in because they have actually put in a lot of good work on other topics. So I think it's really important to um, stay very uh, neutral um, and uh, cool when you're sending the email because that prevents you from coming off as just like a whiny teenager. No, I, I totally agree with that. That is such a good point. Um, did you experience like varied, varied responses or was there, did you receive different responses from different cities? How did that all work out? Yeah, so we had um, a, a city council member of Sammamish named Pam Stewart. She was super effusive in her response. She let us know that this was something actually very um, personal and something she's been passionate about for a very long time. She even invited us to work with her on policy initiatives for the upcoming year, which is super exciting. We did have one, um, one not so, a, a more of a savory email from a city council member in Redmond. He was not enthusiastic at all. He said, I, I guess maybe he is just not too up to date about how widespread and global the climate uh, movement has become because he was he was very he discouraged us from having a strike that would quote unquote disrupt the flow of the city and so um yeah there were a couple of varied responses but overall the response was very enthusiastic and supportive of youth uh standing up for their future that is so great that is awesome did you have any responses from people who were not fully sure they could make it that you felt like your email was able to persuade them or did you have any experience like do you have any advice within the email, email writing field um, about how you reach out to those people or um, how to convince elected officials, anything like that? Yeah, so I think the main thing is to recognize that these council members have, um, it's not always, I mean, it is in their power, but this climate um, emergency has become something that's been very uh, prominent only recently. So I think it's important to understand that they, a lot of them have actually been interested in conserving the environment, reducing, um, uh, conserving the living forest, things like that, that they've actually been trying to uh, enact those policies. So I think it's important to um, recognize that they've been putting in a lot of work, but then also let them know that there is a dire need for action right now. So by 
letting them know that, hey, we recognize your work and we also recognize that there is a problem. Would you be interested in working with us on that instead of a more accusatorial tone? Um, that's one way to really bring elected officials onto your side and recognize that there's some action that needs to be taken. That is so smart. Thank you so much for saying that. I think that'll, I think that'll help a lot of people. Um, okay, so the next step is um, setting goals and like planning the strike itself. How did you decide, um, or I guess first, what are your goals um, for the strike? And then how did you decide them? Okay, yeah. So in Sinemish, I think there's a there's definitely a good population of people here that will be like, oh, I drive a Tesla, that's all electric. Um, what more can I do to help the environment? Like there are people who drive gas guzzlers. I mean, I'm doing more than them. But I so that that's the main thing for our strike. We really wanted to provide some tangible changes people can make in their life, like um, bringing awareness to the fact that Nike has a huge carbon footprint. And just by reducing your um, your purchases from Nike, you can reduce your, your carbon footprint by a giant amount. So really at our strike, we're going to promote um, and bring awareness to the numerous small changes you can make in your personal life and reduce the carbon footprint because it really does take every single individual to make a difference in this climate emergency. So that's kind of how we went about planning our strike. That is so great. And that's that's a really good point too. Like I think with a lot of cities, especially like with Seattle, like I'm thinking about all the things that are um, that were our goals in September and the goals still are for this December strike of just like really like massive scale change. One of them is like declaring a national or a, a state of a city state of emergency, um, which is a lot to ask of Sammamish. But I think really talking to people and being like, look like small things you do every day and small purchases you make, if, if thought out and wise can actually make a massive impact. Um, so that is definitely, that's a really good step and like piece of advice for small cities who feel like they won't be able to affect really big change. Um, nextly, um, the fourth step is figuring out what's going to happen at the strike itself. So how did you come up with the like agenda for the strike? Uh, where did you get inspiration from and how did you avoid just like having speakers the whole time? Yeah, so we didn't want um, speakers all the time because we felt it would be very redundant and we wanted to get um, the people who are attending the strike involved in activities. So one activity we had was face painting. Of course, we have our speakers. And then some more innovative and like uh, activities we had were the carbon footprint worksheet. Basically, it's a worksheet and you fill it out. You get to see how much of a footprint you're leaving behind and small but efficient ways to get rid of that or reduce it. We also had a big art piece, and it's the earth painted, and on these, the attenders will be writing, I strike because. Um, it's going to be hung in front of City Hall for a while, so we thought it was very cool um, to do. These inspirations are really easily found on Pinterest, um, most of them, the signs, yeah. the art piece. And then for the carbon footprint worksheet, we Google searched for like global warming, teaching resources, and used some of those. Awesome. Those are super helpful resources. Really quickly, I'm just going to note um, in the description of this podcast, I have um, a personal Pinterest board of kind of my favorite climate strike signs. Some are pictures that I saw that I like put onto Pinterest and some are some that I just pinned. Uh, so if you are looking for global warming strike signs, um, you can find those at the link in this podcast bio. Um, and we can also put in some other links um, from stuff that you guys used if you want. But I think the point that um, you talked about too around just like 
um, finding how to talk about global warming in a way that is receptive to the people, if not receptive to the government. Um, like a lot of it, like you don't have to just Google like, hey, like what to do at global warming protests. Like you can you can Google teaching resources. Um, you can look about like how to talk about global warming with your students, and then use some of that stuff um, as a strike. And I think like if you get creative with the way that you search things, you'll be able to find a lot of stuff. Um, so that is so cool. Thank you for sharing all that stuff. And your strike sounds so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so next I want to talk about something very taboo, money. Um, I think people don't really talk about money very much. Um, but in activism, strikes are very expensive. And um, your guys' budget, $80. Um, I think that can be interpreted to different amounts. But for a small city like Sammamish, it seems like kind of a lot. How did you decide, or I guess, can you talk to me about like what your budget was? Um, and then can you talk to me about some of the stuff that you bought, some of the stuff that you didn't buy, and like how you decided what was important and what was not? Okay, so as you said, the $80 budget was our budget. So the first thing we spent it on was a blow horn and a sound system. We felt this was very important just to get, I guess, the voice out um, yeah. as we did need that so everyone could hear us. That cost about $15. Um, then we needed signs and posters. We were going to paint those and then just hand them out at the strike for people to grab. Those cost about 10 to $15. We painted them by ourselves, used our own paints. So on topic of just saying what to like not spend money on, we didn't spend money on like tables we're bringing our own items tables chairs paints stuff like that because it is very easy to grab those from your own house and the most expensive thing was the photographer that cost about fifty dollars but we felt it was very important to include this as our advertising for the strike was through an, uh, media through social media instagram so by providing that it would continue that feed of oh, this is what you got to see and, like, show evidence of, like, how influential the strike was. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, okay, so next I want to talk about the sixth step, outreach. Um, you guys have done so much work securing a location, talking and sending many, many follow-up emails um, and painting, obviously, signs. And you've just been doing so much work to create such an interesting and exciting and engaging strike how what has your strategy been so far getting people to come what has worked what has not worked yeah and we had friends repost and um we even had a couple organizations work with us like i think um Vice President Al Gore started an organization called Climate Reality. They have a chapter of that in King County, so we're working with them for resources like a sound system, and they're also promoting it, um, promoting the strike um, using their resources. So working with local organizations and then speaking to friends, family members, basically anyone you know. We also tried um, promoting the strike at the school, but the local high schools don't want um, us to put a, promote um, non-school activities but some of the teachers were really gracious and put them up anyway and then on top of that the very last thing we did was we uh, provided volunteer hours to students that would help us out during the strike uh, at the activities and everything 
and they were able to bring in some of their friends as well. So it's just been a process of telling people and just getting the word out. That sounds so great. Um, okay, so those are sort of the steps that we laid out. I want to do a little kind of bonus add-on kind of FAQ question. Um, did you encounter, I, I know you sort of talked about the councilman um, in Redmond, I think, but how, what would be your advice generally in dealing with um, baby boomers and people who are sort of resistant, either, like whether that's like councilmen that you're trying to invite or just like maybe parents or school principals or um, strangers that you meet while you're passing out flyers or like whatever that is. Yeah, I just say have a very cool and calm attitude because it can get frustrating for us definitely when we got those emails that necessarily didn't appreciate what we were doing. It was um, not fun to find that out because we were putting so much right. But in the end, we realized that we did invite a multitude of individuals. So, and most of them did have a very positive um, response into the emails we sent. But on the topic of dealing with this, I just say really have a calm and cool attitude. Don't make it sound like you're duty and you don't really care about them because we did value their opinion. Um, I would just say appreciate their, um, I guess, advice on what they said, but really don't say anything past that. Be. Awesome. Great. Okay. So um, as a final thing, is there anything that you guys really want to um, leave with everyone um, before we end this recording? Final words of wisdom, advice, hopeful words, <laughs> final takeaways. We've seen in the past year, but one thing we Every individual cuts down on their intake of meat, on the amount they're throwing away, on the brand they're buying from. We can reduce and um, ameliorate this climate emergency so effectively. And I think that's really, um, it's being underrepresented, the power of individual action. Awesome. I totally agree with that. Okay. Awesome. Um, so I'm going to end this here. Thank you so much for getting on this podcast and talking with me today. And good luck with your strike. Um, just a reminder to everyone listening, there's a climate strike this Friday, um, December 6th. It's so exciting. You all should come and be there, um, whether it's in Sammamish or Seattle or across the country, wherever you are listening from, please go out and support and be there. Such an important issue. And so many people have been working on this for months, planning this, looking at lots of Pinterest boards for sign ideas. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so um, please come out and support us. So awesome. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a nice day. You too. Hi, everyone. I hope that episode was interesting and exciting and helpful and informative. Just a friendly reminder, if you enjoyed the episode, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review, a comment, a rating. Um, if you're listening to this on the Apple Store or just sharing it, posting about it on the Internet or sending it to some friends, what like everything helps. Um, thank you so much for listening. And um, I'm really excited for the next few weeks episodes um there's some really exciting stuff coming up 
and uh, I'm really excited to share it with you. So have a good rest of your week. Now that it's officially post-Thanksgiving, enjoy just binging, listening to all the Christmas music that you've been desperately trying to hold off listening to after October and Halloween, because like honestly, it's hard not to listen to Feliz Navidad year-round. <laughs>